Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 90 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. 90, woohoo! 90! I I feel like that requires us to give a little celebration. It required a woohoo. It required a 90% of the way to 100. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, we have. We got we have minus. Some <laughs> fun things, some fun things, hopefully in store for our 100th episode behind the scenes Absolutely. in the works. Um, so today we are talking about the clothing that our children wear, whether they want to or not, and whether we want them to or not. Um, we're going to talk about shopping for kids clothes. We're also going to talk of this whole idea of uh, styling your kids, which has become way more of a thing with social media, um, kind of having a style that you buy for your kids um, and then where to put and organize and deal with all of these tiny pieces of clothing. So all about kids, kids clothes today. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 
Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. So clothing. Um, this actually in. was, we're jumping in. This was inspired by a listener question that came via Facebook from Andrea. And I'll just read her question and it'll kind of, we'll, we'll go farther than just answer her question, but this will get us started. So she wanted to know, do you guys have any tips or go-to brands for quality children's clothing that's affordable? She said, in six years, I've learned that Gap clothing sometimes shrinks, movie character t-shirts from Target stretch out easily, and I'm still looking for coat zippers that don't break. Thanks. Love your show. Very helpful. So that's from Andrea. And that's probably a good place to start, which is this whole idea of quality um, and affordability. And like, where is the magic crossover? Knowing that our kids, you know, especially getting into the school years, they just wear their clothes really pretty hard. Yeah. Um, You know, let me say just to start off with, as a mom of a girl, I I thought when my boys, so, you know, I have four boys and I was able to hand lots of stuff down from kid to kid. And we shopped everywhere. You know, Gap, mm-hmm. we shopped um, we shopped the, the more expensive brands like Hannah Anderson. We shopped Target and Old Navy. You know, we were like buying stuff all over the place. And strangely, even though boys have a reputation for being harder on their clothes, I always found that there was a lot I was able to, to pass down. With Clara, mm-hmm. I feel like she beats her clothes up harder somehow. And a lot of it's because she wears leggings. Yeah. And I have not really found a legging brand that does not at some point develop holes. <laughs> yeah. So that's just like a caveat. I think sometimes we're like looking for this magical brand. That's going to be the one that like makes it through from one size to the next. And right. sometimes that just, it doesn't happen. Certain that's things true. are a little bit disposable in a way. I hate to say that, that but that's true. And yeah, that was some of the notes I wrote down is that I, I really see different clothing brands as kind of having different purposes. So there really are some, I think target and old Navy do a great job of like staying with current trends. So if you want something cute, or you're having your pictures taken, or it's kind of something special, a little accessories. I think they do a great job with making kids style look really current, but the quality is not going to be like, you know, this durable, everlasting thing. Every once in a while, like we have a few old Navy pieces that just go the just distance. Just won't die. But I think it comes down to what are my expectations for that price point and that brand. And so I'm, I welcome all of it into my home. I have some higher end brands that I love and then some cheap stuff. But I think, yeah, it is, 
you have to know what you're what to expect when you're going for the cheap cheap but sometimes like you said with just some things being disposable that's okay sometimes because they're just going to wear through them yeah that's true anyway i think i feel like i jumped ahead of you there because we were actually no. going to talk about all those brands <laughs> but that well, was yeah. just my caveat that sometimes it's like you could work really hard to find a good brand and it doesn't always yeah it just doesn't always go that distance so no no yeah. and you're going to have holes in leggings all the time all the time so yes um well Okay, so here's a couple of my, I would say, higher end brands that I look for on sales. And that would be, you already mentioned Hannah Anderson. I love, I love the look of Hannah Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like if I were to pick an ideal look for my kids, not that they would always wear what I'd want them to, but if they did, it would be that kind of like fresh, clean cut, but not overly preppy, like kids yeah. playing happily outdoors, like that yes. kind of like bright colors, really nice cotton. So I love love some Hannah Anderson and they do have good sales. Um, it's funny. They're, they're very wintry I find cause they're that Scandinavian. Yeah. So we live in Southern California. I feel like a lot of their cute stuff is really for seasons that we don't even have, but they still have the great cottons and all that. And then tea collection. Oh, yeah. um, big I know you're a big fan. Mm-hmm. And then Bowdoin, which is very expensive. I will just come out and say, so Bowdoin is a British company. I think it started with just adults. Do you know, Megan, if it's, I think so, it was because mini Bowdoin was like an add on. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Kind of like gap and then gap kids. So mini Bowdoin and it's like out of England, London. Um, and it is very kind of ridiculously expensive, I have to say, but we have gotten some stuff as gifts or a gift card. And then same thing, sometimes on sale, you can catch something that all of a sudden it's down to like more normal prices. So, yeah. um, and there again, the, the kind of, it's like right in my style of what I think just looks so cute. Um, and then for shoes, I always love stride, right. And that's another one where I will look for them to come down, uh, on sale at various places and then try to pick them up when they're like, half price, which yeah. brings them to target shoe level. So, so those are great suggestions. I have heard of Bowdoin. I have looked at Bowdoin catalogs. I have to admit, yeah. I don't believe I've ever owned a piece of Bowdoin clothing because of that. You know, I'm usually looking just like at the catalogs when they come to my house. As you know, yeah. I am in a retail desert. I don't live near um, even like a rack or any of those places where you can get good deals on stuff. So yeah. unless, and I wouldn't, I don't think in my area, stuff like that would really turn up even at the consignment stores. I just, right. you know, it's, I'm not in a really high wealth area where you're going to see that kind of thing. So and we me, just to jump in, we've only, I think we've only gotten Bowdoin as gifts. And then uh, yeah. a, a couple of times I've got, I've returned something that didn't fit. So then I had a little bit of credit to do yeah. some shopping myself. I will say it, it lasts as long or even longer than some of that Hannah and T. So yeah, yeah. For, I mean, I've yeah. I found myself looking through the catalog being like, Oh it's, my God, it's, super it's cute. so yeah. cute. I want it. I want it. I want it. And then I just don't pull the trigger on it, but not to say I never will. Um, I also think, you know, it's funny when I look at my kids, like, like how quickly are they growing? <laughs> I, yeah. I find myself making that judgment before I spend the money on something. Like, is there someone to pass it down to? Um, what, are they in a growth spurt right now? Or do I anticipate one? So with girls, it's a little better because like a, a dress could become a tunic. Yes. Kind of a deal. But anyway, um, back to brands. I really loved Gymboree when the kids were smaller. I haven't mm-hmm. bought anything from Gymboree for a long time, but I found that if you were willing to kind of go off the current, you know, like whatever the current, um, style is or design. Yes. They, have, they have like four, you know, themes that are out, right? Yes. And then if you yes, go to the exactly. one that's a little older, you can get yes. it for like 30%, 40% off. So I did yeah, a lot Gym of that. Yeah, has great sales and great coupons. So if you yeah. are near like a mall, 
um, and you're in the store more often, I think they're in store or there, is it a loyalty club? Maybe they have, so, they have something, whether it's email coupons or some kind of a loyalty membership thing. Yeah, but, I think it's, I've, I was only aware of the email coupons, but I yeah. I have not had Jimbery aged kids in a long time. And I even felt like when my kids, cause I think it only goes up to like what size five or six or something like that. It's little. Maybe. And Maybe. I even found sometimes that the stuff at the higher end of the age range, I'd be like, I don't know, it looks a little babyish because it's like the same yeah. stuff <laughs> that they have yes. for the babies and toddlers. Yes. So we moved on from that pretty quickly. But I also remember them having really cute shoes and little boots and just really, really like if you have a baby, that was always my favorite place to go. Yes. Um, and, yes. and Baby Gap. But um, another couple of places they have in the mall, um, is Children's Place is cheap. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's a good place just to go for those like stock up on t-shirts or leggings kinds of stuff. And there's one other one that something like something eight, crazy eight, maybe Yes, crazy eight, which is owned by Carter's, I think. Okay. So, and I, I almost forgot to mention Carter's because like you said, the kids outgrow it by age six or whatever, but Carter's was my total go-to for everyday baby wear. Just felt like, and again, it wasn't going to last forever, but I thought that the quality was fine and great sales, super cute, especially newborn and infant outfits. So, and I think crazy eight might be, um, like a bigger kid's Their sister kids of Carter's. Of we'll, okay. have to, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to do some research up. on that. But I've, I've heard, I don't, I don't know that I've personally bought anything from there, but I, I know that Clara has gotten hand-me-downs from her um, cousin that came okay. from there. So I'm yes. aware of the brand. Um, gosh, I think that for me, that's kind of, it is, I mean, besides like old Navy and target, yeah. <laughs> which is, well, and, let's you talk know. about where we find some of these brands. If it's not, oh, wait, the mall. You know what? hold oh. on, stop lands end. Okay. So that's another one. I totally do lands end for boots, coats, and oh, and I was I was hoping you would talk about winter because I feel like Land's End is another one that I don't usually the catalog comes and it's usually just winter stuff. Yeah, but, I know. And the stuff, you know, honestly, the stuff isn't that inspiring. It's like right, it's like their basics. clothing. It's basics, right? So I probably wouldn't buy a bunch of stuff um from Land's End unless I was also purchasing like sometimes I'll wait until there's some kind of deal, like spend X amount and get a get something off, and that's when I'll do like Coats for two kids plus shirts for some kids and like fill in the, but they have great boots. They have great coats. Um, I know that Sears has now like an in-store Land's End shop. Oh. And I have bought stuff from there before and did not feel like the quality was the same. Now I could be Uh totally coming out of left field. Maybe I'm wrong, but I did not feel like the quality. I would believe that though. Cause you know how like, like Nordstrom Rack has specific manufacturers that are different than Nordstrom for right. some brands. Like, so I would believe that I would believe there's some manufacturing quality difference, difference in order yeah. to market yeah. down. So to Sears, it's convenient maybe. if you have a mall and you just want to go to Sears and, and shop in their lands end store, but yeah. I have had better luck through the catalog and they have a really great or online, obviously, and they have a really great return policy. So, okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Well, I love consignment stores. If you have a, um, we had kid to kid in Arizona, which is a national franchise, but I think they're kind of, they pop up, they pop up everywhere, but not every city has one. And then there's one here called children's orchard. Um, but if you have that kind of a like higher, I don't mean high, high end because high, high end resale is a different thing altogether, but quality resale, meaning they only take stuff that's in good condition, that's recognizable brands. And you're going to look, you're going to find Carter's and Gap and Gymboree and Children's Place and all these brands we've been mentioning um, consigned for like three and four dollars. And that was such a great, especially when my kids were getting dirty and crawling and walking and toddlers. And, you know, we'd hit a new season or the weather would get hot in Arizona and I'd go over and little rompers and stuff would be like two ninety nine, yeah. And I would just pick up a bunch of them. So if you if you've been intimidated to try that kind of 
of a resale shop or, you know, maybe it's a little out of your way. I would just encourage people to give it a try. I just feel like, I, I just feel like it was a bonanza coming home from yeah. those places for so inexpensive and good quality. Yeah. And I found that our local consignment store, which I love, I don't go in there that often. Um, I usually go in there when I have a really specific need and then I end up buying a bunch of stuff all in there because I can't help myself. <laughs> right. So I'll go in like, oh my gosh, I need boys jeans. And it's a great place mm-hmm. to buy boys jeans because you're going to find boys jeans and they're yep. going to be a lot cheaper and who cares? They're boys jeans, right? So I'll go in there and just kind of um, shop the wall that has all the sizes and plot sizes right. and look at them and go, these look cool. I like these and I like the wash. And so the, here we go. But I also, ours also has a sticker system where like the, um, there's different colored stickers and so on different days, anything marked with like a red sticker might be 40% off or anything, nice. you know, marked with an orange sticker might be 50% off. And I don't know what the rhyme is, you know, the rhyme or reason to it. There's something, there's some system there. They're probably trying to clear certain things out, but, um, I have found it to be really good for that. It's also really good for if your kid does an activity that, yes. that only requires like that you're just kind of experimenting with, like, I was, I'm so glad shoes. you brought this up. Yeah. We just bought tap shoes literally last oh, really? week at ours. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm, I was just waiting for you to pause so I could bring that up. And then you, you said it. Yes, totally. And soccer cleats. I've done soccer the same thing. Cleats. Oh my gosh. Ours has like a, a huge pile of soccer, baseball and football cleats because and they're in great condition. Yeah. Now, there's, I, I found because Allegra started softball last fall and she's, you know, she's almost nine, but she's big for her age. So her shoe size is up there with the 10 and 11 year olds. And I did yeah. find that there wasn't quite the selection. And I think it's because by that age, kids are actually wearing through them a little bit more yeah. and they're sticking with the sport. So they're actually like wearing them until yes. they're and dead. I also think that by that age, parents aren't used, like parents aren't actively clothes shopping. You know, I have to say like, I actively clothes shopped for my kids much more 10 years ago than I do now. I just, to me now, we have so many hand-me-downs coming my way. Also, my kids are older. So where I would shop, probably the children's consignment store isn't going to be the first place I'll think to go. I'll go someplace I'm going anyway to get my own clothes or whatever, you know? So I think as parents just get less used to going to those places, they just don't donate as much. And that's why you can tell the clothes start dropping off. Yes. You know, there's like a million little kid things and baby things. And then it starts to kind of, you know, it starts to taper a little bit. Yeah, Agreed. Um, but definitely for tap shoes, soccer cleats, especially when they're little and it's at yeah. those ages where kids are trying something and then quitting the yeah. tap shoes we got, I want to say were six ninety nine, and they, I don't think they've ever been worn. Yeah, and there were like five choices in yep. violet size because be like all the four year olds, yes, <laughs> yes. All the four year olds started tap and either quit or outgrew their shoes within right. a hot second. Well, and even if they, I mean, even if they did a whole, you know, six week series or something, they don't weigh anything. It's like how much, right. how much wear and tear, they don't know how to dance yet. How much wear and yeah. tear can they really put on the shoes? Um, totally. I want to talk a little bit more about shoes because that has been a real sticker shock thing for me as my kids mm-hmm. have gotten older and moved oh, into adult yeah. sizes. And I had to share this little trick. I did not know this. Um, my trainer at the gym always has super cute athletic shoes, always. And okay. I asked her one time where she gets her shoes. And she said she buys them in the children's department. Because yes. apparently, even if your feet are normal size, because I laughed and went, ha, 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 I could never do that. And she said, no. What you do is you just find, like, there's, like, a corresponding size that yep. goes with adults. I had no idea but you save like 10, 20 or more dollars on shoes because that was, I remember distinctly when my oldest son moved up into adult shoes going, Oh, like now we have to get real about this. You right. Know? 
So but you could have actually stayed in. We probably could have kids. stayed in yeah. kids. Yep. Yeah. I, I knew I knew that about women's shoes. Like, I feel like it's a trick around here to do Nordstrom's kids for women's, especially Uggs and Nikes and, you know, higher end brands. And yeah. I thought it kind of tapped out around size eight, eight and a half. But okay. um, listeners can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And um, it's like like and it's I'm a seven, which I think would be like a four. And then it might go up to five, which would be like an eight. I don't know right. if you had big yeah. Well, and it, it, it's not it's not intuitive because you would think it would be right. a higher size. It's yeah. not. It's like a l- lesser size. So yeah, yeah, it's if you're you know if you have sticker shock about your kids, your newly adult kid, yeah, it probably won't work on your size eleven shoe size son. And I have two of those now. Right. Help me. <laughs> help, help you. Me. Help send help. <laughs> send um, shoes. So my go-to for kids' shoes, especially quality shoes, it's Nordstrom Rack. And I had always felt a little bad mentioning that on the podcast because they're not n- not everybody has a Nordstrom Rack. We have like four, which is just because there's a lot of retail around here. Um, but Nordstrom Rack now has an app and a website that I'm pretty sure just runs like any other online shopping. And so... I'm not totally clear how it works as relates to regular Nordstrom. I just know that it's things that are sometimes in an off color. So like my own, my own gym shoes are Asics and those were like half the price that they would have been new at Nordstrom. And I think it's just because they end up with a lot of one size or a lot of one color. Um, And so same with the kids shoes. So brands like stride, right? My kids love native, you know, those like rubbery looking sneakers, Uh not Crocs um, because Crocs don't stay on their feet and they don't really like them. But natives have been great for us um and those are at nordstrom rack and then you know athletic shoes so um yeah so i would i think it's worth checking out either their mobile app or their online store and i'm i don't know if shipping is you know probably free over a certain amount so it'd be worth checking out i have i've always hesitated to push it because not everybody has a nordstrom rack near them but um worth checking out so i have to um ask sarah if you ever shop at like Saks off fifth or something it's kind of like a nordstrom rack I've never been in one. I know of them. So I stepped into one thinking it was going to be like a Nordstrom rack. Yeah. And what I called it was TJ Saks because (laughs) it totally didn't feel anything like Saks to me. It felt like kind of like a lower end Marshalls, really. It was weird. And it was in Chicago in a really nice area of town. So I kind of wondered if it's one of those places you have to be willing to really dig in. And I know Nordstrom rack is nothing like Nordstrom either, but at least I feel like when I walk in, I could recognize the brands and labels and stuff. At the Saks place, I walked in and was like, what? It was kind of exactly what you'd expect at TJ Maxx. Like, you know, like um, gift packaged pajamas yeah, yeah, and all this random stuff. And I was like, ah, I got to get out of here. So I haven't had a lot of experience with those places. And in general, they kind of, they kind of skeeve me a little bit. There's just so many brands and I don't know enough about brands to know what I'm getting. Yeah. No, I I would agree. And actually, I think sometimes Nordstrom Rack can feel like that for women's clothes. I have a really hard time for clothes for myself because it is they smush all of the brands. And I don't know all the label names either into a very small space. And there's a bunch of different circular racks and they're all by size, but they're different collections. It's very confusing. So I tend to just stick to shoes at Nordstrom Rack and a little bit in the kids section. If you kind of get to know, my kids are at a little bit more predictable sizes now, so I'll browse. But um, so I agree. I I think there's a little bit of element to that too. But yeah, Nordstrom Rack on their website might be a good place for people to try just to see what the markdowns are. I love seeing $50 shoes marked down to 22. You know, well, yeah, that makes me very happy. (laughs) Um, I have to also say though, like shoes are one thing for me where I really try to go with the quality label. I know you said stride, right? You try to do, um, 
we don't necessarily, we're not that brand specific necessarily here, but I have found, you know, it's tempting to like, just you're at Target anyway, getting a couple pair of leggings and why not just let the kids pick out a pair of cute sand or sandals or sneakers. Yeah. And I mostly find that that just doesn't pay off. So it's not that much cheaper, really. No, it's not. And and my kids are picky about the comfort of shoes. And no offense, Target, I love you, but I don't think we've ever had great luck with comfortable kids' shoes at Target. They're they're plasticky and they're stiff. So like Clara has several pairs of Puma sneakers because she likes the way they look. And so we know that's a brand that feels good on her feet. So it makes it kind of easy because we can just go to like um, one of those big shoe outlet kind of places and just look for that brand. Or we can even order them online really because we yeah. now know so i guess my i guess if there's a takeaway there if you figure out what especially if you live like i do in a place where there's not a lot of great retail if you figure out what brands feel good on your kids feet clara has different feet than like some of the other yeah. kids do and so find the brand that feels good on her feet figure out her size then you can just order them on amazon or yep. or uh, zappos we've done that yep. and so that that's nice if you don't like to shop or don't have a lot of time to shop agreed Agreed. And it gets so much easier if you're if you have little tiny feet and like new walkers, it's shoes can be really confusing, but it does get easier once you kind of know their size. They're not outgrowing them every eight weeks. Um, I, I agree. It gets a lot easier to kind of pick and choose your brands. And, you know, yeah, I remember my boys were really into Skechers, which I don't know. They're nothing. They're not really special. You can get them at Kohl's. Yeah. But all of my boys at one point thought those were like the coolest shoes, which I always thought was so funny because they were really inexpensive. But I uh-huh. was able to keep them very happy with Skechers for years and years. And I think. I think one of them finally figured out they really weren't that cool. <laughs> Probably the oldest kid. And then there's this trickle down where it was like, wait, what? Sketchers? No, we don't want those. That's so, really funny. Yeah. It's really funny. End of the innocence over here. Totally. Totally. Um, well, let's move into, we've kind of touched on this already, but I want to specifically talk about this idea of having a style that you like to dress your kids. And I'm going to go back to babies and toddlers, especially because that's a lot of our listeners. And that's when you have more control over what your kids wear. Um, one thing I have noticed is that with Instagram and social media, I feel like this idea of having a style for your kids or, you know, posting cute outfits. Um, and a lot of like boutique clothing sellers too, um, has kind of exploded with social media. Cause I don't think that was a thing even when my oldest was a baby. I mean, you would, you would see the cute outfits in the mall or in the catalogs, but this idea of kind of having, just like you have your own personal style, having a personal style for how you dress your kids. I don't think that was a thing. Do you? No, no, that's a new thing. Definitely a new thing. At um, least it's not, it wasn't a thing that anyone talked about. <laughs> I'm sure right. still some people probably who were very into fashion thought about it. I just, uh, it wasn't mainstream. Right. I would love if our, um, our listeners who have littler kids, um, I would love to hear from people. And there may be some cute kind of mom owned clothing boutiques that are, you know, out there and doing a lot of their marketing and stuff via social media. So if you have a favorite line, I'd love to hear it, especially for some of there's I feel like the baby clothes and the little kid clothes are so cute right now. I feel like they're a lot more um, kind of boho and natural yes, than yeah. when Allegra was a baby. There was a lot of that like hot pink pink and leopard print and like black onesies that would say diva in rhinestones. Like, do you remember? Like, and that is just not me personally. Like I wouldn't have dressed my little girl that way. So then I went like more the classic route, like the Carters and like just the bright colors and the regular play clothes. But now I feel like if there are trends out there, it's this much kind of softer, more natural and super cute. If you have a one-year-old and you're able to dress them right now, I think that's, I think it's a good time, a good time to be a baby. 
You know, um, I, I remember when I was pregnant and um, with all five kids, I desperately want. And the funny thing is, most of my kids weren't even born in the hospital. So like I wanted the coming home outfit, even though yes. it was really just like the first day they are presented to the world outfit. Um, but I really, really, really wanted in each case a classic looking baby outfit. And I couldn't necessarily put my finger on what I want it to look like, but I knew what I didn't want it to look like. I didn't right. want it to have bears or yeah. balls or like bright colors. I wanted it to be like soft, like soft pastel, yeah. maybe a sweater outfit or like, um, you know, something. And I could, I took me weeks of shopping for each kid to find that one perfect outfit. And with William in particular, I remember finding it in this really frou-frou boutique and spending way too much money on it. But it was like, I finally, <laughs> it was like when I found what I was looking for, I was so excited. Um, totally. And I think that was actually kind of my style with all of them as babies, but it was hard to find back then. And it still is hard, yeah. especially for boys. It's hard. Yeah. Yes. I agree. So. I agree. Um, well, what about as our kids get older and start to develop their own style? I have a few things like I have a couple, like maybe pet peeves is the wrong word, but I, I don't, I don't make a big deal of what my kids want to wear. Like, I feel like if it's in their drawers, I've already kind of approved it. It's either come from hand-me-downs or a gift, or we picked it up somewhere and it's in their drawers. But, um, I do feel like I have a couple, a couple things that irk me that I have to look the other way. One is mixing. So Allegra is really into, uh, athletic wear, like athleisure, like, you know, which is great. I mean, she's an active girl, so she'll have like some kind of, you know, workout wear type tops, like t-shirts that are made of that, you know, more athletic material, but then she'll sometimes put on like suede booties or like mix, like, you know, like a normal shirt with these running shorts. And I'm like, Oh, but if you were going for the athleisure, this is a very, so it's like little things like that. You just have to kind of, look the other well, Clara way. does the same thing she is she likes to like she'll put, wear yoga pants she has a lot uh-huh. of little yoga pants yoga pants with like a f- dress yeah and then her fringed booties too I'm like that but that's not I mean but it, it's not really up to me and also right. I feel like they know more about what's coming up than we do and maybe uh-huh. it's just becoming casual like maybe if all little girls are, are mixing up their stuff like that Right. You know, in five to 10 years, all teenage girls will be mixing up right. stuff like that. And maybe there's just, I don't know. I try to stay out of it. Um, like you said, it is, a, it, sometimes she'll come down and I'm like, oh, really? Like that outfit could be so cute if you just right. swapped out the top or something. But yeah, I usually no. don't bother. Yeah, it's. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. 
Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. It, yeah, and we want them We want them to find their own style. And there's enough we have to, you know, correct our kids on that it's usually not a battle worth picking. I would say there's like three times a year probably where I will tell the kids in the morning uh, outfits are not up for negotiation today. And if it's like Christmas Eve dinner out or we're taking family pictures, but it is literally probably two or three days in the entire year where I say, this is what you're wearing. Um, what about, have you, have any of your five kids been really, really, I mean, really sensitive or picky about, uh, the way things feel or fit or wearing certain outfits, you know, over and over again? Cause there's, there's being, there's choosing weird outfits. And then there's the other level, which is kids who like kind of obsessively won't wear jeans or won't wear, you know, anything with elastic or whatever. Well, okay. So, you know, I'm focusing on Clara just because she's the littlest one and the one I, yeah. you know, I say I have the most control over. And I'm saying that with a huge smile on my face because we all yeah. know that's not true. Um, but the boys all have their quirks. And I think where my for my kids, especially the boys, I've really just kind of let it go. I don't get on them about their hair. They all have had weird haircuts. They've all let their hair grow too long. And, yeah. you know, as long as I keep it clean, I'm I'm okay with that. I sometimes will say, you know, you might want to get your hair cut. It'll get out of your face. It'll feel so much better. Um, you'll be able to style it more easily, but really I stay out of it. But I will say right now, both uh, Owen and Isaac are essentially never wearing regular pants these days. And yeah. it's funny because Isaac for a while was really into like khakis and he liked to look really sharp, but now he'll do things like he'll pair a, and he's in 11th grade, he'll pair a collared shirt or like a really nice sweater with a pair of joggers. Uh-huh. Owen has a few pairs of joggers and if he could, he'd wear them 24 seven all week long. He would never take them off. Like he would never put on regular pants. It's when they go in the wash and he's basically forced to put on nicer pants and they don't have a school uniform. So as long as whatever they have on is presentable, right? I think at the high school level, they've given up anyway. But, um, so my kids have all been weird about that. I will also say one of my kids, I don't remember which one it was, would not do tags. Mm -hmm. And I know it was one of the older kids because it really messed up my hand-me-down rotation. Right. Because all of the tags were cut out of every single shirt. Yeah, And so when it came time for me to figure out where to store stuff or like which kid was going to get it next or whatever, I was kind of at a loss and that was a little annoying. Luckily, no one's been real weird about seams or, you know, like I make sure not to buy anything that would potentially be itchy because I do want stuff to pass down through several kids. Um, So, you know, there's not a lot of wool going on in my house. But no, that hasn't really been a big thing. Like the textures at least. 
yeah, tags, I think are a common one. Um, and definitely kids with, you know, sensory sensitivities, it's like ratcheted up. Allegra's really, she does not like things that are itchy. And I would say she's, it's almost gotten more sensitive as she's gotten older, not less. I don't remember her being particularly choosy about her outfits when she was like three and four, which for some preschoolers is when they're so particular, but she just is, it's mostly a comfort thing for her. She still is pretty laid back about the style, but, um, anything with an elastic waist, she'll always, um, she'll always pull a waistband as far down as it'll go, like on her hips, you know, and I'm like pulling it back up. Like, no, it's, you know, it's so cute. If it sits where it's supposed to sit, you know? Um, so she, yeah, she doesn't like, you know, Owen always hikes his up. We talked about that, right? How he hikes his pants (laughs) all the way up to like right under his nipples. So when he, his, when he's like wearing his baseball uniform, you can't even read the letters on the back. It's hilarious. hilarious. It's like the reverse of that. Yes. It's so funny. Um, and then, yeah, Reed is pretty easy, even though he's my more sensitive in a lot of other ways. Clothing does not bother him. He actually fits the profile of a kid who would be super anal about what he wears. Yeah, but I he thought is. maybe he would be. That yeah. surprises me. No, he's not. In fact, it's like he almost doesn't like clothes. He doesn't even know that they're on his body, like to the point where we have a lot of days in California where it's cool in the morning and then warm in the afternoon. So they'll wear, you know, a zip up fleece or something to school and I'll pick him up and he's still wearing his fleece. And it's like 82 degrees. I'm like, buddy, you can take that off. It's like, it's almost like he doesn't really pay attention to the effect that clothes or have on his body. Like yeah. it's completely, which is funny because he does seem like a kid who would have sensitivities. He went through a very interesting phase when he was like two and a half where he only wanted t-shirts that had meat eating creatures on them. So like uh-huh. dinosaurs were preferred, but only meat eating dinosaurs. And if it couldn't be a meat eating dinosaur, it had to be like a cheetah or a lion. Okay, or a that's tiger. the read. That's the read I know. <laughs> yes, yes, that is yeah. yes, that. But that didn't last very long. So, and luckily, it was he was in that phase where every shirt practically had like a tiger or a dinosaur on it. Can so, we or talk about alligator. that really quick? Why? Yes. Jeez. Well, the last thing I noticed as my boys were starting to outgrow that four to seven yeah. size range, right? So, like Liz Owen was kind of on his last throes of yeah. like being able to wear those clothes. If I had to put one more thing on my kids that had a skull and crossbones on it, yeah. <laughs> a dinosaur, a skull and crossbones. I mean, it's always, it kind of comes and goes different, yeah. different things. Um, when they were younger, like it was probably some other kind of animal, but it's like all the clothing people get together and they say, you know what? Um, no, no parent wants to buy anything for their kids. that doesn't have any, you know, like screen print on it. So let's right. just find something kind of obnoxious and put it on everything. Yeah. And then you can't find anything without it. And I never understood yeah. that. I know. I know. I agree. And actually from there, we should probably talk quickly about licensed character stuff because that is another, I just admit my snobbery. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but actually what I talked about was licensed characters on toys. And this is just the other side. So I will, my kids will often get, you know, something, a Pokemon t-shirt or something. And I just, I turn it into pajamas right away. I'll often let them buy it big and I put it in their pajama drawer and they are just as happy. I just, I don't love that kind of stuff day to day. And I don't know why I admit it's kind of snobby. I don't know why it bugs me, but I just don't love my kids being out in their everyday play clothes and having it licensed character, everything, but it works great as pajamas and they love it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I make that might make me a snob, but I do the same thing. Although I have to say like for me specifically, it's always been like the Disney princesses and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That really annoys me. I guess my kids have had a few Pokemon shirts and that kind of thing that I've just let into the rotation. But even like when we went to Disney, I would always buy any, um, 
any of the like souvenir t-shirts in mm-hmm. two sizes too big. So they yeah. have to wear them to bed. Yeah. And I, for me, there's like a tipping point, like it's fine for a while, but I'll notice there being too much of it and just be like, Nope, done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I agree the girl stuff for some reason feels a little more obnoxious. It's for- often much more obnoxious. Well, plus girls have more options. Like girls, girls have much better alternatives yeah. to like t-shirts and stuff than sometimes than boys do. Sometimes when you're bu- buying boys, t-shirts and stuff like just casual clothes if you're buying them especially at a target or something like that sometimes you're like really limited as to what yeah. you can get that's casual but not licensed or doesn't have a corny yeah you know slogan on the front or whatever so yeah. i've always been a little more lax about the boys plus the other thing about my boys is they constantly have a hoodie on constantly right so i mean unless it's the middle of summer they yeah. are like hoodie kids. So often the, yeah. the t-shirt under the hoodie is kind of irrelevant. It's just like an undershirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Well, on the pajama thing, none of my kids have ever said, oh, can't I wear, you know, can I wear this during the day? Or they, it's, it's never bothered them. If anything, they like it as pajamas. So that's a that's a good little hack to get around yeah. constant licensed character. And, and so you don't have to say no. You don't have to right. be like a licensed character free household. But, you know, if you if you'd rather limit it, do it at night. Um. So should we move on before we wrap into talking quickly about how we organize or where we store these kids clothes that they're wearing? All all everywhere in the baskets, (laughs) in the hampers. Um, This is a good time to point out that we've done a couple of episodes where we've touched on this in particularly, there's an episode where you explained your um, seasonal switching out seasonal clothes and hand-me-downs system. That's all one system, by the way. It's one system for switching summer to winter and for bringing out the hand-me-downs for the next sizes. So I'll link to that podcast as well as the post you wrote about it. So we can kind of skip that because it's an involved process, but maybe we'll focus more on just the, everyday clothes storage um and kind of keeping track of everything yeah so. so i will say like my biggest thing is like active much like anything else i do in a house with five kids i rely a lot on active management and what i mean by that is when i'm doing the laundry i still do all the laundry but i will say my <laughs> oldest kids sometimes try to sneak a load in but like i really prefer to be on top of that because i find that if i'm in control of it then i can see what's kind of coming through what's never being worn Right. It's being worn all the time. Um, I can see when the kids are wearing, like I'll sometimes notice, you know, oh, Owen's been wearing those jeans and I've just noticed that they're two inches too short, even though he keeps hiking them up, which is not helping. Um, And sometimes I'll just like kind of surreptitiously steal stuff out of the laundry and get it into Goodwill or into like, so to to be given away. And so it's, it's hard to do that. To me, it would be much harder to do that if it was like one, I was saving it all for one weekend sometime because it's just nice to be able to just actively keep my eye on that sort of thing. Otherwise, my system is like, I do the laundry, I fold it, I lit, I lit, I, 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 I put it in five five piles on the kitchen island and the kids come take it and they take it up to the room and I don't know what happens after yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. I think we've talked about this maybe when we talked about doing chores or our kids doing chores because I'm really ready for my kids to be putting away their own clothes. Um, Allegra's starting to, but sometimes it's my own habits that get in the way. Um, you know, I do the washing and the folding um, and if I hand Allegra or tell her, here's your pile, she does know where it goes and she'll do it. But half the time, to be honest, we're grabbing clean clothes off the clean laundry bed or out of the basket yeah. or whatever. Cause that's life. Um, Oh yeah. A couple of tips that came to mind for like Violet who just turned four has been choosing her own clothes and getting herself dressed since before she was two. And um, so for that reason, I tried to make her drawers. She has, has a low dresser, which is great. So she can reach all the drawers and I just tried to make it really categorical. So, you know, shirts all in one drawer, 
pants and leggings in another. She has a whole drawer full of skirts because she has enough like cotton skirts to, you know, and she knew, I remember her being two and being like, where my Kurt drawer, where my Kurt drawer, you know? Aww. So, um, the easier you can make it on kids who are independent enough to choose their own clothes. Um, and if you, if you have a taller dresser, you know, maybe rethinking what you use the upper drawers for it and keeping stuff accessible to them low down. I remember when Allegra was in kindergarten, she wore uniforms and it kind of, it totally made me reorganize her dresser. And I put all the school stuff on the lowest level because that's where she was getting herself ready. So sometimes just kind of reorganizing where you're keeping the clothes can actually help with the whole getting dressed, choosing our clothes. And the other thing I've done, I did this for Allegra a couple years ago when she did not wear uniforms. We kind of went through and we decided which clothes were not great for school. Either the dresses were a little short or they were too fancy or just certain things I didn't want her wearing to school. And we totally made like one rack or one section of the closet hanging not for school and the other for school. And that way I didn't have to veto any outfits when she came downstairs. Um, so that worked well for us. So yeah, so you also remember, um, Sarah, that I had an entire at least year, I'm going to say it was more like two or three years, honestly, where I had lots of young kids in school at the same time. Yeah. Um, and we lived out of laundry baskets yeah. for like two or three years because it worked yeah. because, you know, in the morning, everyone would come down and no one could dress themselves correctly. Right. It was like some of them just didn't want to. Yeah. And some of them would come down with their brother's pants on yeah. and like the wrong, everything was the wrong sizes. And I was like, you guys, seriously. So we just started keeping everything in laundry baskets down on the main floor. And that would make it so easy for me to pick stuff out in the morning. And the kids were getting dressed all over the house. It was kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like one kid's getting dressed in front of the heating vent. Another one's in the bathroom. Another one, I don't even know where they went. Um, and it's kind of fun to look back at that. That was such a brief period yeah. of time, really, where I just made something little, really, really easy yeah. for myself. And it kind of made a big difference. Well, and we've talked so. about, I think in our Summer Shortcuts episode a million years ago, we talked about how once you've decided that this is how you're doing things, like once I decided yep. I no longer folded pajamas ever, then I didn't feel guilty about not folding pajamas. So if you decide right. that everyone gets their clean clothes out of a laundry basket and that's your decision, then it doesn't feel like something that's left undone. It's just, this is our yeah. system right now. This is our um, system. And, and our system is still a migrating sock basket. Yeah. I keep my... <laughs> My special socks, my smart wools are in my drawer. I only have a few pair of those, but everything else, everyone's socks are just in a basket I love that. and everyone just picks them out. And it, you know, it's not ideal right? <laughs> by any means, but it saves that much. It's just that much less hassle. We all know that's where it is. It works. Yeah, that's my linens. Um, so we do all cloth napkins and kitchen linens and um, it, they just live in one big clean laundry basket. When they're clean, they're downstairs. Um, then eventually they're dirty under the sink. I take them up and wash them. I mean, they're literally never put away. Um, that reminds yeah. me too of when you're talking about getting dressed all over the house, um, is this house has space for this one big laundry basket that I put upstairs in like the set, like the center area where all the bedrooms open out into that area. And I don't even have dirty laundry baskets in my individual kids rooms because they drop their clothes all over the place. And I try to get them to put it right. in the hamper, but if they don't, I do it. So it's, and I got a laundry basket that's pretty. So it's like a woven wooden and it's a pretty good size. And so it actually just sits out in the most main area of the upstairs. And I don't, they don't even put their dirty clothes in individual dirty clothes baskets. It just all goes into the communal one. Um, because, because that same reason they're getting dressed and undressed. I feel like all over the place. Right. Yep. This is, we're, we're yep. painting quite a picture of chaos. <laughs> Case you but you know, uh, my house is remarkably, someone was at my house recently that had never been there before. And they said, 
I love the controlled chaos in here. And it just made me laugh because it's true. You look around my house and everything looks, on first glance, everything looks really tidy. Uh-huh. Um, but then if you look around a little more closely, you can see that there's just little like stations yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all over of like projects that are in progress or clothing that it's half, you know, half folded or whatever it is. It's like, there's just life going on and the- all around the place here. And, and the, the more I try to eliminate signs of it, <laughs> the the more uphill of a battle it is. I don't really want to fight that fight. I, so. I totally agree. And we started out talking about kids' clothes, but it's kind of come around to this, you know, more like home management stuff. But I think that's so true that if something's really bugging you, if the laundry basket in the corner is eating away at your soul, then it's time to find a new solution. But if if it's working and it's then then there's no reason it has to look like perfectly folded t-shirts and drawers, you know, life is, life is happening. I'm going to link to a couple of episodes from in our early days. So if you're a new listener and haven't binge listened to the whole, uh, collected works of the mom hour, um, (laughs) we did an episode, a back to school episode in our first year that, um, did touch on some other tips for saving money on kids clothes. Um, and then we also did one called stuff, junk and things, which is more about controlling this chaos of, you know, organization and toys and where to put stuff and kids constantly outgrowing and bringing new stuff. So I think both of those um, would be a good continuation of this discussion. But I agree. I'd also love to hear feedback. You can email us hello at the momhour.com. I would love to hear where you guys shop for your kids because Megan, I feel like you and I are we're aging out a little bit of some of the yeah. baby and toddler brands. And I just know the ones I see on Instagram and, you know, cute pictures. I think there's probably some great up and coming brands that our listeners would probably love to know about. So if you come and leave us a comment, we'll make sure to kind of share that however we can with our listener base. If you've got a great brand to recommend, let us know. Yeah, I think if there's anything people learned from this episode, it is that we are not particularly stylish. (laughs) Or we're just not, we're not particularly like brand focused or like we don't really know what's going on. I know what I like. And I when I see it, I like it when I see it. I know it when I see it. But I just don't think a lot about it. So I'm sure there's other people who have much better feedback to give. Yeah, but I think you and I both have that uh, desire to have the higher quality at an acceptable price, which is always yes. sort of like it's a it's a game, like it's a game you can play. So it is. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun. We will be back next week with more, and you can check us out themomhour.com. This was episode ninety, and you will find the show notes right there. Thanks, everybody. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of the Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. 
Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash the mom hour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash the mom hour.